0: Hello there, welcome back to the Agassino Zynga Show with I, your host, Agassino Zynga, and this is episode number 725, that is 725 of the Agassino Zinga Show, and I hope you're doing well wherever this lovely podcast may find you, I hope you are doing swimmingly. How am I? All good, all things considered, I cannot complain, all good, all things considered. I actually need to double-check and see what the score is regarding my, you know, my illustrious and lovely country, Angola, versus Cap Verde. There's currently an African Nations um, game going on and I just checked on my flipping Google and it seems like we drew Nuno away from home against Cap Verde. We are pretty crap. If we lose or if we draw (laughs) 0-0 away from home against Cap Verde, it means that we're terrible. So, unfortunately... Angola, my country of birth, unfortunately were unable to score a single goal against the mighty cap verdians according to the match statistics i see some stats here um do we have any stats about the game nope we have a lineup we don't have we have a timeline but we don't have any stats about shots and stuff because i'm curious to see how many shots on target we got against the mighty mighty cap verdians um lineup for angola's team who do we have here do we have any namesake um folks here on the lineup let me see if i can find them here we'll go on the thing we click the lineup and let's see if I can find any namesake people because this is quite an embarrassing result. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty embarrassing to see that we have drawn <laughs> 1-1 against a Matica Virgin. verdian. So playing for us, who do we have here? Uh, we have Gaspar. We have Fortuna. We have Mananga, Freddy, Show, Manuel. Uh, we have a lovely one here called Lu- Luvum- Luvumba. We have Maluluba, uh, Mabululu and augusto so we've got somebody close to me number seven actually number seven is a pretty close to me here he's called El lloyd augusto we kind of look similar so well, don't we <laughs> daddy <laughs> maybe that's my dad who knows but big up lloyd augusto playing the currently plays for a turkish side called alan yaspor um so big up him But yeah, we drew 1-1, I guess. So that's not greatest news. But hey, we continue. We strive. We continue. We absolutely strive. So recently I saw on my timeline that the one and only Peggy Goo has a new track out with none other than Lenny Kravitz. Yes, you heard that right. Lenny Kravitz and Peggy Goo linked up for a collab. And it sounds as bad as you think it would sound. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of surprised that it sounded worse than I actually imagined. More so because of Lenny Kravitz, actually, not because of Peggy Goo. Um, Lenny Kravitz does this weird voice inflection thing because at the beginning I was thinking to myself, wow, Peggy Goo's voice is horrible. When the opening verse starts of the record, you think, Jesus Christ, she cannot sing to save her life. Then I was listening closely, I was like, hold on, that's not Peggy Goo, that's Lenny Kravitz singing and then once you like dig deeper and go into genius and you check the fucking lyrics you see verse one is actually Leonard Kravitz so that's actually him croning when he said you control my fire baby you have got it all that's actually Leonard Kravitz croning and he does this weird voice inflection like in in all these other singles he sings in a particular tone that you know Lenny Kravitz for right if you know Lenny Kravitz songs you know what he sounds like I don't know why for this particular record he put on a particular voice inflection now I'm saying this aloud, and I'm not really too sure if maybe his regular records are done a certain way. Maybe he auto-tunes them so they sound a certain way, and maybe on this record, he preferred not to. I'm not too sure what it is, but either way, his voice sounds horrendous. Um, I don't know why the song exists. It's kind of like this weird disco poppy thing going on there. I'm not really too sure where the pocket kind of falls in there. And I'm also not really confused. I'm really confused why this is the second single after... um, no, nah, no, na na na. Nah. That it, or it was it? Go- it goes right. Because I honestly hated that record, but it clearly did numbers. It was you know high in the charts for a bit. It was getting played all over the shop. Like obviously, Peggy was pushing it hard. Cause that's one thing she has to. You have to give her credit for. Like she does that thing that Tyler the Creator speaks about, where he says like a lot of creatives don't really um put time into promoting their artwork or promoting their work in general. A lot of creative people, myself included, will do the work, put it out and never speak about it again. But he basically mentions that you should keep pushing your work continuously. Like you should never stop promoting yourself. Um, Because if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it. And Peggy does a really good job of that. Even when she had the other song, um, you know, um, Starry Starry Night and shit. Like, she absolutely pushed that record until the wheels fell off. You know what I mean? And she always performed it with a smile on her face like it was the first time. Like, the consummate professional. One thing you cannot take away from this girl, when she gets behind a booth, she might be, again... Pegu might be a pain behind the scenes she might be a bitch. she might be demanding, she might be annoying she might be a fucking terrible time to party with, whatever this vibe is but when she gets behind the booth, when it's business time, she fucking turns that face on, she gets going, she dances she smiles at the fucking crowd, blows kisses like she is a professional so I do like the fact that she pushes her record, she came to London, she did that weird like guerrilla marketing thing that felt very performative, I'm not gonna lie, where she it felt like pain a couple people who dance at fucking GAY or some Inferno folk to go and pop down with Atomical Road and start voguing in the middle of the park it was very strange very odd but again it was a real event that she did she connected with the fans she touched and felt them took some pictures and then went to perform the thing in the club so clearly this woman knows how to push a record she can push a record really well but Considering the success of it goes, and again, I didn't like the track, but it went, it went, it definitely went in the charts. This is an odd song to kind of follow up with. I don't really know why the Lenny Kravitz could link up doesn't make any sense personally for me. Um, she could have probably put this out on her own without Lenny Kravitz, and it would have done maybe the same. I don't really think he's gonna really take her anywhere musically or even in terms of popularity and stuff um you know whatever and yeah it's just a weird link up and even the picture the album cover single artwork thing is just odd it's like it's giving like um it's giving father and daughter it's giving like what i don't know it's giving you know, you see these couples in fucking Dober Street Market, innit? right? Where you're not really too sure who's the one with the fucking wallet or who's the one wearing the trousers. You have no idea. But it's just a strange car co- cover in general. What it features Lenny Kravitz holding the hands of Len, um, Peggy Goo or I might say Lenny Goo as they fucking walk down the street somewhere. It's a very strange one. Now, maybe this is a collaboration that's going to be the first thing that we see for a long line of collaborations between the both of them but i don't really know what's going on there or maybe they're dating who knows maybe they're actually fucking behind the scenes and this is why they're linking up but either way it's fucking garbage um really really terrible maybe her worst song in her discography i have to be honest especially after i checked the actual where's the actual discography i think i've got it over here right now there it is if you actually check her discography this legitimately might be the worst song that she's ever put out um let's start from Um, it makes you forget right that's probably the one that everyone kind of knew her about right Um, itange um, you got hanjan you got traveling um, without arriving starry night and then you've got nabi what starry night got silver damn son damn 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 Um, nabi you got i go and it goes it goes like nah 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 and legitimately this might be the worst one 100% 100% that I believe in love again might be the le- worst record I've actually heard from Peggy. And usually she's really good at putting out decent singles again, maybe not the gross, amazing, you know, um, out there flipping artists in terms of creativity and shit but when it comes to singles she knows what she's doing but this record just feels like a pointless waste of time really even the lyrics like the verse um the opening verse by Lenny kravitz you control my fire baby you haven't got it all you got my body and my spirit winter spring summer or fall you got me withering to the rhythm even when i'm feeling small oh yeah you got me rocking to my rhythm and you got me feeling tall the chorus i believe in love again i believe in love again oh 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 who comes in tonight you know that you're gonna find what you're looking for you and i to fill your dance floor baby please come on i wonder what it is about djing because this happened to like nina kravitz too i wonder what it is about djing especially for the women in the industry at a certain level of fame and celebrity and stardom they it seems that they all get bored of it i wonder why maybe it's just maybe it is actually boring to stand behind the booth it doesn't matter how much you're getting paid at a certain level, pressing cue and play and mixing a couple of tunes in, it might just get a little bit boring. You're like, you know what? I need to challenge myself. I need to feel alive again. I need to believe in love again. <laughs> so I'm going to go out there and try something which I think is infinitely harder. Personally, I think it's infinitely harder to make it as a musician than it is to make it as a fucking, a musician, slash artist is to make it as a DJ. I think most people would probably agree with that. Um, or it just probably requires more effort, work, um, You know, to kind of get through that kind of lane, as opposed to just standing behind a booth and playing other people's music, Um, because you basically have to create music from your own from scratch, and it has to be good. You know, there's a lot of fucking um, pressure on in that respect. Whereas if you're DJing, you can select from the best songs ever released, put them out, and most likely, you know, put them together so in a mix, and most likely, most people will probably like what you play because it's the best music ever released, right? Ever, 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 ever. So I get that vibe, but sometimes I also think. There needs to be an appreciation on understanding why you're a DJ. Like why I play music is because I'm a basically a raver at heart. I enjoy going to parties. I enjoy fucking going crazy. I enjoy dancing and sweating my face off and just that whole ambiance behind it. So after a certain point in raving, you either become somebody that just becomes a full time raver, or you become a promoter. Or you become a DJ, right? Or maybe you go and work in a bar or you kind of have your own club. But usually there's a point where you're like, you know what, I need more. And then you decide to kind of get involved on the other side of things. That's why basically I got involved. And of course, you discover a love for the music and digging and shit and all that malarkey and obviously improving your skills and putting that mixes to like 12 people, but you don't care because you love it so much. By the way, check out my SoundCloud link, link, link in the fucking description. But I think there should be an understanding if you're a DJ, of your limitations and why you got into it you should be able to understand that hey i'm a dj because most likely i can't sing or i can't rap or whatever it is or i can't perform or i'm not a good dancer or whatever it may be you need to understand that and just be okay with that and kind of sit in your pocket no, i won't say stay in your lane but sit in the pocket that you are best at because i still think as a producer if she you know whether or not she's producing them or not I still think she's got a good ear and a understanding of how to pick beats and how to arrange things because I can understand the scenario where most likely she may have a ghost producer but they work in conjunction with together and I don't think that's anything wrong with that maybe she makes them all from herself from scratch cool but if not I'm still believing she has a good brain because I think Peggy's like underrated when it comes to the whole business acumen side of things right and understanding how to move as an artist so I'm pretty sure she has a very good A&R brain to pick up certain beats to know what Works where to how to arrange things like an actual producer, producer in the kind of conventional sense, right? Um, and obviously put the records out and market them and just push them in a way that she pushes them unapologetically, getting to work, always smiling in the face. Like she's not doing a triple red, she's not fucking canceling tours or anything. Do you know what I mean? She rarely even cancels shows, she's like always there, always prepared, always gonna play, um, always got the game face on. But they should be an understanding that that's what you do the best, that's what you're fucking world class at, that's why you get the big bucks. But then, when you go into the artist thing, it's a bit. Mm. But then I say that, and I think to myself, look at Avlon Emerson. Avlon Emerson's got this band that she's put out, right? And before she put that band out, I wasn't really sold on Amla- Avlon Emerson as a DJ. I'm not really the biggest fan. But the music, the album. Let's let's not lie. That album is fucking good, <laughs> you know. And I have to give her credit. So sometimes taking chances can be very risky. Because I guess you could fail, right? And you could fail terribly and everyone can see it in public. But then I guess in some respects, it also is a little bit of a... There's no risk involved really, in it? Because you'd imagine most of the fans that like Peggy Who for her DJing and her producing in the dance music sense will probably not care if she flops in her pursuit to have a solo artist career because that's what it looks like she's angling towards the way the music video for it goes um sorry what's that record called um uh no 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 um it goes like right the music record for it um how it for the music record for it goes like the rollout for it Obviously, the link up with Lenny Kravitz, it feels like she's angling herself to be more of a artiste in that regard, right? But I guess in her defense, it's basically a riskless pursuit Because your fans are like you for DJing and producing aren't going to fall out of love with you because you put out a couple of dud records or shit or even a double album. They're still going to be there. And the fans that you're trying to chase being a solo artist are going to be there when the songs are good. And when they're not good, it won't matter because you've got your DJ fans to kind of fall back on because if you decided to go next year and start doing fucking 400 dates or some shit, right? There's many agents, many promoters, many venues that will take her up in a heartbeat. She's not short of gigs, so that's no problem about money or about getting out on the circuit again. She's still super young, so she's got a long career ahead of her. So all that stuff is in, the, is in there. So maybe this is a bit of a free shot. Fuck it, let's try something new. Let's go down this route, um, which might explain why this is happening the way it's happening. And then, of course, I think about the Avalon Emerson album. Um, what's it called? i got it here on my phone. Um, Avalon Emerson and The Charm. Is that what it's called? No, Avalon Emerson and the album's called The Charm and The Charm, sorry, and it's fucking good. I was really doubtful about whether or not it would be great, but that album is really good. Um, nine tracks, under 40 minutes, superb little alternative. I don't know what you call it. Is it alternative? I think, I guess you'd call it indie or something along those kind of lines, but it's a really good album. So maybe Peggy who saw that, or maybe was planning before that to do that, and now she's trying to go in that lane. Personally, for me, I think, you know, again, the the, the, the the singles for me haven't been the greatest it goes like whatever i could do without it but it's obviously been super popular as you can see by the fucking certification look at that it's a gold it's um it's british gold um it's also got another gold what's it what's, what's fema oh it's got it's it's gold in england it's gold in italy it's also gold in greece jesus christ what's the chart position here in the u.s dance charts It what's to number five Um, in England, where did it get to? UK got to number five, two. Jesus Christos, bro. That's a really good result. So big up her. So I guess maybe I'm the one that's maybe not in the loop and doesn't really plugged in. But personally for me, I didn't like the record, thought it was a bit terrible. And if anything, um, it's another reminder of just how difficult it is to be an actual artist outside of playing music of other people. It's not that easy. Um, talking about things not being easy, Playboy Carti fans, myself included, Jesus Christ. The news that we all knew was happening sooner rather than later, actually. I think most of us had this kind of, you know in the back of our heads that this is going to happen, but it's been confirmed now by Playboy Carty's camp, Um, Opium, everybody, and obviously Kuroku have got the fucking link on there. It says the antagonist tour that was meant to start in November in Europe and December has been postponed, has been postponed officially. Antagonist tour featuring Playboy Carty, King Carson, Destroy Lonely, Homicide Gang, everybody on opium has been postponed until the foreseeable future which again is no surprise um for most playboy karty fans i think if you're a fan of Carty similar if you're a fan of flipping yay you just know that it's always going to be disappointment and elves and postponements and scrapping of dates and promising and never following through and now we've basically got that confirmed to us the toilet's meant to start in november has been officially postponed most likely for the foreseeable future and we know what the reason is isn't it these guys are just too lit. They're making too much money. Um, they're doing way too well. They've got the fucking youth in their palm of their hands. Like, you, you have to think of, of Playboy Carty and Opium in general. Just a no, play, more Playboy Carti. He's really unique in his position, more so even than Lil Uzi Vert and more so even than, I don't know, Yatty and Tony Mossavage. Those same people that he was doing the fucking, yeah, maybe that that same kind of group of people, right? They kind of came up with. I don't want to say the cipher because he wasn't in that cipher. But, He's in a unique position because he's one of the only ones in that group who doesn't really have to drop very frequently to keep his fans engaged. Like no fan of Carty is going to jump onto somebody else just because he's taking long to release or just because he cancels certain things that like, they're still going to be there. Do you know what I mean, it's one of those those world fan bases where they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So he can afford to take chances, go on a break, do this whole mysterious thing, and they're not really going to go anywhere. Where the other ones, you think, they are more in the artist grind. Like, they can't afford to take time off. Like, they have to kind of keep putting out stuff and hope the fans don't go anywhere because, you know, that's basically the game that they're in. So maybe he takes that for granted. Or the other part of it might just be, Carty's lit in it he's probably out getting high, you know, God forbid he might be doing some other hardcore drugs and not just the party drugs. And you know, sometimes those things get a hold of you and you, you, you get in your little goon room, you close the blinds, you invite fucking up, uh, you know, all these fucking baddies around, you get their phones, you put them in a bowl somewhere outside of the room, get them to sign NDAs and you just go crazy. You've got eight balls and perks and everything all over the place. You've got everything that you need. You're richer than you've ever been. You're in your mid twenties. Like, you're probably just enjoying the trappings of your fucking lifestyle. And then by the time you realize, you're like, oh shit, the tour's about to start, isn't it? i got to start rehearsing. i got to start going all the fucking final plans. Cause probably I'd imagine his agent or his manager is probably hitting him up to kind of confirm details. Like, Hey, we need to confirm this shit with this venue. Are we going to go here? What sort of stuff do we need for the set design? Um, the fucking merch, all this, you know, the little fucking things, the details you need to kind of, you know, you need to dot your I's, cross your T's. And he was like, you know what? Fuck all this, man i can't be bothered man fuck this i got a couple of fucking baddies in my room or in my hotel suite or in my house i've got fucking onyx you know um playing in the fucking room next door (laughs) by himself (laughs) i've got a table full of fucking you know rails of fucking coke lined up perks lined up mdma molly weed lean by the fucking truckload right i've got them in bowls so you can actually like a he's got lean in a bowl like a punch bowl you can scoop your cup into and just kind of drink from there (laughs) he's already thinking i don't need this man don't bun this i'm out and then he just decides to jump off and then kind of do something else i'm not it won't surprise me um, that have happened it's not going to be ticket sales because this is a very anticipated fucking tour it's got everybody in the scene now who's really kind of pushing culture forward especially the first three in Carty Ken Carson and fucking Destroy Lonely Homicide Gang are still coming up I saw I've, actually they just dropped an album recently that's fucking banger I think it's that like, what's it called like the second amendment or something I think that's what the album's called is it the second amendment yeah that's no. sorry the, the fifth amendment Um, my favourite track on there has to be fucking B5 oof Bumber. but yeah um antagonist tour um was very very anticipated carty obviously hasn't dropped in a while so everyone's kind of anticipating to hear what he's going to be performing live new tracks just a performance overall um you know just seeing them perform live together would be fucking sick do you know what i mean having king carson destroy Lonely, only homicide gang as the openers plus whoever else is going to join them uh, you know locally and stuff to fill up the fucking lineup will be fucking sick the fucking the set design would have been great the show itself would have been great The stage. Sorry, the, the backup dancers who always had some really cool ones, the visuals, all that stuff would have been fucking sick. But unfortunately, it's all been postponed and there's probably not going to be any update on this until middle of next year. Don't be surprised. Or, according to fucking academics, the actual update is this, which I'm very, very doubtful on. I'm, I'm pressing exit doubt on this one. This is courtesy of DJ Academics. I guess Carty decided to give him some information to put out there. Official press release says, Carty antagonist tour, UK and Europe dates rescheduled, allegedly. We haven't got rescheduled dates. It's been postponed we haven't got rescheduled dates new album is coming soon so, no dates on the rescheduling, no, no dates on this supposed album coming soon. Opium signings, Ken Kaja Show Lonely said to support the tour. just repeating the same thing. So, not really much of a press tour. You don't really get much information, but he put out an official press release via, car, via academics to appease the fans and also gave the fans a new picture of himself, right? Um, in, in wearing some hockey gloves with a Anna Bolina headscarf, um, what do you call it? What do you, what do you call them again? Do rag that it's an it's a do reg with the logo that looks like a parental advisory logo but obviously it's from this designer called anna bolina and whatever we're meant to i don't know what we're meant to take from this it is what it is He's got hockey gear on now. I guess Carti's in his fucking hockey goalie era, NHL, hockey, yeah, NHL Carti or something. I'm not sure how this is meant to appease the fans because we want a show, we want an album, we want a product. But it is disappointing, but also not utterly surprising. I think even Yay fans who were hoping that he was going to do that performance, um, tie and Yay performance in fucking Italy and drop the album that hasn't happened. That corpus that got cancelled actually last minute. They booked the venue, like according to the, some Yay. Yay Counts. That that show was on the go. I'm thinking even one Yay account actually person bought a ticket to go. He bought a ticket to go to some where was the location I'm I'm not I'm I'm gonna say it wasn't like a main city it was like a smaller maybe it was a main city but it was like kind of out in the outskirts so it was like in the middle of nowhere a little bit and some hardcore fan bought a ticket to go um, to this event that Ye was gonna do with Ty dollar sign to promote their collaboration album and then at the last minute the whole thing got scrapped and we still haven't got no dates for it yet we've seen pictures of Ye out in the middle of flipping what is it Dubai or Qatar somewhere like that in this amazing you know resort or hotel place that's in the middle of the desert looks fucking beautiful and allegedly he's making music there who knows but if you're a fan of yay and then you go into car you should be no surprised these guys you know are a bit um temperamental very unreliable and most likely whenever they put a date out there it's not really going to be the date they're going to put stuff out you just have to hope it comes out when it comes out and if it does come out it's going to come out super super late so um don't hold your breath for the uk tour rescheduling um when it happens it happens don't hold your breath for the new album release date when it happens it happens it's really a big shame really to be honest because i was looking forward to it i was definitely going to go to the uk tour i was obviously looking forward to that tour probably leading up to announce of a new album but now we have absolutely no details we don't know what's going on we're all kind of having to hope and pray that something does happen and then you know maybe we'll see (laughs) that we'll see these guys performing in the uk sometime soon but for the meantime i guess you can listen to your len you can listen to your um figure me whatever that guy's name is listen to your fucking Lancey Foes and shit to kind of you know occupy you for the time being there's another kid too I've, I discovered recently on Twitter who's really good I got a kid called Dom Corleo he's pretty sick Um, there's gonna be some other stuff dropping up soon so just keep an eye on those type of dudes who drop regularly and also you know what I liked actually the, the Kid Leroy album was actually really good it's called The First Time and I actually really enjoyed that so there's plenty of people out there you could probably be listening to in the time being and hope maybe the guys that we love, you know, the Carties, the Cancers, the fucking Destroy lonies, Homicide Gangs, all those guys, we're hoping we can see them on tour soon, and that will lead to a Car album, but don't hold your breath, do not hold your breath, please, because you might end up passing, <laughs> because it's not going to happen anytime soon, I'm um, talking about stuff happening this time soon, I'm really, really happy, and pleased to see um this new fucking music video featuring j cole and drake it's absolutely amazing and it kind of reminded me of the incredible run that drake has been on at the moment with these fucking music videos it feels like he hasn't missed so far music video wise he's been absolutely absolutely killing it when it comes to music videos I i think of the one that he did with fucking um with 21 savage um jimmy cooks that was sick I think of the one where he did with all the girls are basically trying to propose to him. I forgot that one, what it was. I think it was like a prom night or something. I forgot what that's wrong. Oh, that's right, uh, Falling Back. Um, I think of Sticky, that was great. Jimmy Cooks with 21 Savage was a fucking awesome video. Um, the performance with Savage or Privileged Rappers was fucking sick. Rich Flex was, uh, sorry, Rich Fleck was really good. Jumbo Shit popping was good. Spin Bout You was awesome it basically seems like he hasn't missed with his music videos. I'm not sure what happened because there was a period in time where Drake's music videos were terrible. Really, really average. Really corny. Really lame. And if anything, they made you kind of hate the songs. But somewhere along the line, he sort of turned shit around and decided, you know what? None of this. Let's actually go and start putting out sick music videos again and reminding these motherfuckers what time we're actually on and so far this video that he did with j cole for the fucking single first person shooter is absolutely sick i love that how it's, it's basically two goats you know battling out throughout the entirety of the fucking music video that's currently the theme i love the fucking first um scene here that you got uh drake and j cole playing table tennis in front of a crowd of like hundreds of thousands in some arena it starts off in the office and then it goes to them playing in an arena that looks absolutely sick and they got all of, like all these fucking phones watching them play in the dark in this massive fucking space and then I love how they recreated this iconic picture um, that most of you will know um, that was um, done for Vogue I think that features Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo if I'm not mistaken though, the only sad thing about that picture if I'm not mistaken wasn't it true that they weren't in the same room at the same time it was a photo shoot that they basically blended the images together that was the only sad thing about it like there's no actual footage of them doing the photo shoot together if I'm not mistaken but um, regardless of um, Drake and J Cole recreated that amazing scene between Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo that was really sick then you got this really cool little um, scene here with Drake and um, J Cole looking at they're squaring up for a fight UFC type of thing and um, Drake does a really good impression of a fighter actually crossing his arms his shadow boxing is pretty good but J Cole's is terrible you can tell J Cole can't fight like the way he he was fucking swinging in the air was horrendous like he definitely needs security <laughs> so he's definitely got something that could trust his hands i also love the meme bit um where they're pointing at each other like the spider-man meme that's done really well um probably put put that he couldn't put the mask on because he's got too much these dreads are too much um obviously fucking drake did that was fucking awesome and then i also love the best bit for me was when it turned and the beat switched towards the end. And Drake obviously come flipping spazzed and went absolutely crazy, right? In that, in that verse. He went absolutely nuts. he actually reminded me why I love the song so much. I felt like... As much as people complain and say that Drake should have come harder or that fucking J. Cole washed him, I think what he did really well in this album in general, he let the songs breathe. Like when somebody else would fit better, like even the Yeet feature, Yeet obviously spun on that verse, on that track that they've got together. But I feel like Drake did that on purpose. Like he actually is at a place now where maybe he's not as, what's that thing called? Insecure when it comes to his records. He's not really trying to outperform or out people. He's actually giving them space to do their own thing. And I felt like he did this with his J Cole feature. Like he actually let J Cole do his thing, um, snap and go and do hard as he needed. And at the end, he obviously did his thing. But it was more so, hey, what can I do to bring the best out of both of us on this track? And he spun and he did that shit. I love it. Um, I actually do love these pants. I think last time I remember him saying something in London, he makes them himself. Drake said he makes these pants as well. I think it was um during that interview with one of those um Instagram what are you wearing outfit type people. I think he mentioned he makes them himself, so he just makes them in different materials and shit. But I really like the pants that Drake's wearing these days, yeah, these massive oversized cargo things because they're kind of done in a shape that he obviously likes where they're really narrow at the top but they have this kind of bulbous almost wide fit at the bottom but they're also not super flary they just look more baggy that's something that i actually like Um, i'm not really the fan the biggest fan of the constant flare thing i kind of like when they're just baggy um uh, you know they've got like a slim fit but they're just baggy towards the bottom so he cuts those really well there's a really great scene i love the bit where he's naming all the girls and then the girls are all like the dogs in the fucking lift that's really good right carlene like he's fucking snaps on that one um that's a really good scene obviously all the dogs coming out and then there's a really cool scene here where drake's at the top of the building um like michael jackson right with the with the fucking pavements um bits lighting up on the floor and he's dancing and shit absolutely going crazy and he's got this really amazing he's got like it looks like um it looks like he's got like a bejeweled coach jacket on like he got a coach jacket and he got it basically done in sequence which looks sick I'd love to see that, actually. If that's true, someone make that. Like, take a classic streetwear staple, which is a coach jacket, and then cover it in fucking sequins. So it's all sparkly and shit. And he's also wearing the original Michael Jackson glove that he's got, um, performing to a crowd of people down below, right? He's got it here. You can kind of, I think it's like a baseball jacket. Maybe it's a baseball jacket. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but it looks absolutely sick. But then I love the best bit for me is the statue, because it reminds me of that, um, if you remember, I think around, maybe it was, yeah, what was it? I think, I think it was history, actually. This is why I know someone Michael Jackson law during history. Michael Jackson was fucking, you know, biggest thing person out and his record label um, decided for a promotion of his album. They decided to make this fucking huge statue um, that was really big. It was a big statue and they had five of them. And I think they sent them to different parts of, of the world. One of them came to London. If I remember correctly, they had it on a barge going through the fucking River Thames. And they had to even fucking stop the fucking, um, what you call it? They had to, uh, one of the bridges, I forgot with the bridges, had to kind of be um, lifted up for the fucking statue to go through. And it was huge, huge, huge statue that was made. And it's kind of like in gray with Mount stat- Justin's It's kind of the iconic pose that he does in that video that everyone kind of knows, the famous one where he's wearing the glasses has that kind of metal admiral fucking uniform on. And he's performing and he just stands there for like 10 minutes, not moving, and everyone in the crowd is fainting and shit. It's that it's exact like pose. They got that pose and they made it into kind of, of like clay you know cement type looking thing and they had it flown or look you know put in five different locations around the world and i think drake basically copied that same statue if i'm not mistaken seriously the same thing because obviously made it in gray as well it looks fucking sick and it's the same statue that he wore no it's the same pose that he wore in the video for um what's that one where he's wearing the fucking virgil stuff that's 8am in charlotte isn't it yeah ATM am in charlotte with the jacket that's covered in the v's which is great as well because drake's always fucking picking up and honoring um virgil's legacy even more so than fucking yay which is awesome to think about that and it really considering that yeah he's a much closer friend to virgil than drake was but drake definitely does honor his name but yeah big up drake and fucking Jay cole love the fucking music video absolutely well done and i think the director's as needs to get a lot of credit who's the director that did it director was gibson hazard gibson hazard absolutely smashed it whoever gibson Hazard is absolutely killed it gibson hazard absolutely killed it what a great fucking music video i enjoyed every fucking bit of it i think he's even got a credit at the end in it? He? somewhere here if I'm not mistaken, let me see if I can find it. I've got a credit like a massive. There we go. Gibson has deserves all the credit there for that amazing music video. Um, of course, they're featuring J Cole for first person, first person shooter. Absolutely loved and enjoyed it. Absolutely loved and enjoyed it. Moving on from that one. Let's talk a bit quickly about the New Balance and and Jound. We've got another pair about to drop. It seems like they've got a long-standing collaboration um agreement here going on. And so far, I've loved every single release. So and I also love these. They're kind of done in this olive green, um, new buck suede finish. Let's see if I can get a pitch up to load. There's a big one, and it kind of looks more like a new bucky as opposed to a suede, a bit more flat on the texture. The only thing I don't like about them is the laces. I hate the cord laces. A lot of people do these to kind of give the shoe an outdoorsy type of feel it looks like it might have Gore-Tex on them as well right is that a Gore-Tex label on the side there I'm not too sure It has a Gore-Tex label it might look like a Gore-Tex label but regardless I think a lot of people do these kind of like cord laces to kind of give the shoe an outdoorsy type of mountaineering-ish type of feel but I just think they're terrible to lace basically like if you're going to do um cord laces you have to have the little um what you call it the little spring-loaded clip that you got so you can just pull the laces through and you don't need to actually kind of lace them yourself and tie a knot Um, similar to how they have with Salomons and shit I think that'll work out better but I just don't like the laces anyway they look fucking horrible but the only thing that is good with these is that this particular designer laces where it's black and it's got the white dots or the white little threads on them you can get that style of lace in like a regular nylon cotton lace whatever the material is made of laces and obviously that'll work better so if you do purchase them you can probably swap these tubular cords for a tubular set of laces that have got the same designs or flat laces with the same designs I think will work best because i do not really sure I want to because again you can't really knot cords especially if they're kind of springy and got elastic in them they're hard to really knot um so you're either gonna have to buy them your exact size so they don't slip off your foot or you're gonna have to just walk like a duck or like a sneakerhead. you know ck's back in the day used to walk like a duck with a kind of your your toes pointing out and shit. maybe it's the only way to kind of get them to kind of stick on your feet but i do like the color combo you got this again like i said olive green or want to say olive green more of a darker green on the out on the upper with a mixture of black and I also love the black out because personally for me when you have a black midsole you have to have a black out so when it comes to new balances there's too much shit going on there to make anything else to make it work so I do like they've got this solid solid black midsole here and obviously you've got the mesh on the other bits and pieces here and I think maybe Gore-Tex underneath so it's a good mixture of the Nubuck the leather and the mesh going all on there in one time it's a good little side profile also they look really good. I like them. They look really, really bang. I'm not going to lie. I love I love the way they look here. No idea on the release date so far. Oh, yeah, it is Gore-Tex. You got Gore-Tex there. And the model is a 2002 R. Um, that's their new model that they're pushing at the moment. I really like that. I like the kind of um what what would you call this invisible seam here that's going on on in the instep is really nice. Um and just even the section of materials here, right? That's a good little mixture of the materials. You've got a little bit of maybe 3M here, you've got some mesh you um, you got the new buck and then you've got this little kind of rubber plastic um heel tab counter thing going on there. And of course you've got the little addition of the fucking jound hit. Oh, and if I'm not mistaken, also, if I'm not mistaken, that picture of J. Cole and Drake, J. Cole's actually wearing the Jound new balances, isn't he? Yeah, he's actually got them on actually. The ones that released maybe the ones before last. I think that these are nine nine zeros or nine nine ones or something. I forgot. But actually got the you can actually see the jound label here at the back. So he's actually wearing a pair of the jowns, actually, if I'm not mistaken, right? There's a label there at the back, you can see. And Drake's wearing, I'm not really, I think Drake's wearing that brand of shoes that he um, has been posting on his Instagram. The ones that are made by, like a small designer they kind of look like space boots obviously to match these big chunky jeans he's wearing he's got like what was it, um Chrome Hearts custom jeans they've done but yeah J. Cole's also wearing a pair of Jown so Jown's shoes are really doing a thing nowadays and I do love again uh, maybe I would have preferred to have this Jown written on this kind of heel t- this heel counter there so on the back heel tab to be completely honest but it's nice I guess because it looks like that heel tab at the back might be Gore-Tex so it might be a 3M so once you shine a light on it And especially with this white counter with the text, you'll probably you'll probably have this great feature where if you spark, if you probably do a flash on the heel tab, it'll shine. And then you'll have this jound written on the outside, you know, you have a a clear bit basically where you can read the jound. That might be a good little feature. So maybe that's why they did it design wise. But again, no idea on the release date when they're going to come out, but they do look absolutely sick absolutely sick and continuing on from that we have this really cool collaboration between bone soda and salomon on my favorite salomon model which is the xt6 um, xt4s for me feel a little bit or look a little bit flat i don't like how they wear in um, they kind of lose all their shape they kind of remind me of the old converses before the 70s were put out they had a tendency when you wore them too much they would kind of just lose any kind of form or sturdier rigidness rigidness they had and then when they put out the converse 70s it felt like you could wear those things into the ground that they still have that really nice almost triangular shape to them in terms of its kind of overall look and I think the XC6 will do the same sort of thing you wear them in you batter them but they still maintain their fucking form and I have a pair, pair so I can really attest to that and definitely for me they're my favourite model from all the fucking Sullivan lineup. so it's good to see Bonesoda collaborating on these and um, colorway wires you have this really really nice almost I'm gonna say washed out pink Almost lilac purpley color on the inside with the mesh with this really nice pattern similar to the pattern they have here the kind of um it's almost like a webbed it, you know, someone could rep- someone could probably say it might look like the residue of like you know human ejaculate all over it but i do like more sort of a tipexy spider-man sort of pattern or spider web pattern on the upper and then you've also got this kind of off-white counter within the cage and you've also got the same thing with the um bottom bit of the upper here just before the midsole that's done. in kind of off-white ivory type of color and of course the Salomon logo in Boston there, you've got some nice tubular laces there, none of that rope um, elasticy nonsense um, especially with the whole pull tab thing which I fucking hate, a normal tongue of course that you see on the XT6s and Bob's your uncle, granny's your aunt now for me personally, I'm not the biggest fan of all black midsoles and all white, sorry I'm not the biggest fan of light uppers, all black midsoles and all, all black outsoles I like it, if you're going to do an all black outsoles or all black midsole, sorry, and outsole to have the upper be somewhat dark. That's why I think the jowns that we just spoke about earlier which are over here. That's why I think these jowns work really well because the upper is kind of dark. You've got this really dark olive type of tone with the blacks on it. And of course, some of the greys involved. And then you've got the fucking black midsole. That's how I think those things work the best, personally for me anyway. I don't really like when it's like a light color like this on the top, this white kind of pinky color. And then it's got the black midsole. It kind of makes them look a little bit too clumpy weird big i'm not going to try to describe the look of them but if you see it um you can't really unsee it personally for me like that black midsole with the dark upper works far better than how it does here with this color but still i like that the fact that they're a collaboration because most likely you know it's easy to tell that these are a special edition because everybody in london and probably most metropolitan or hip cities in the in the world is fucking obsessed with salomon shoes and these sort of stand out a bit more because of the color where you're not really going to get these you know regularly in a pair of you know in a size or something so maybe that alone is what makes them worth it to get um but it's just a midsole thing i'm not really a fan of but i do think once you look down on them like that pattern that kind of spider web um sort of print pattern on there looks really good the black tongue with the contrast of the fucking white laces looks really cool and i actually do like how this color of the black sort of the, the sorry the um, what would you call it the little tip that kind of pops up here at the front of the shoe I like the contrast of how it kind of contrasts with the white in here. So that kind of looks quite cool. I'm not going to lie. It does really look quite nice um let's see what they say here on the blurb it says following the release of their collaborative friends and family rx slide which is this one down below right i fucking hated this slide i'm not the biggest fan in general of like trainers made into slides there's something about that i've always hated i think if you're gonna make a slide make a slide i hate the kind of hybrid shit like i think there's i think even nike put out an air force one that looks like a slide right they just fucking cut the back off and make that come on bro If you're gonna make a slide make a slide don't just make one where you just take the trainer and you cut the fucking heel off i fucking hate it so Never been a fan of that model so i didn't really like that collaboration when they dropped but i actually do like these xt6s let's so continue london-based creative imprint bone soda has teamed up with solomon to unveil their second collaboration the xt6 expanse ltr solomon have some of the worst names for their shoes in it why can't you just call it XT6? I think XT6, expand LTR. I'm sure there's some technology, but they need to find a better way to call what to call their shoe models. They don't really have a good pop or ring to them. Do you know what I mean? Like Nike and Aida still have them beat on that regard. Like XT6, expand LT LTR. Was like, come on, name them after a Crave or something. Name, Just name a shoe after what's his name? Um, after the guy and fucking Amy Leon He's done enough numbers for you. Anyway, name a shoe after Joe Freshgoods. You know, the fucking JFGs or something. Like, allow the fucking LTR, Expanse, XT6. Like, Jesus Christ. Sounds like Morse code. Anyway, continue. As a whole, the shoe represents a connection between being active, constantly moving, and living freely in a universal form. Oh, all right. It's exactly the same. Ephos Bernsola lives by having recently opened his own creative hub titled Dijonus. How, how did he say that? Dijon. Digions, digions, a purposeful and modular space that allows like-minded people to learn new skills, connect with peers, and foster creative thinking so like every other space isn't it but I like it I like how you have to always kind of reinvent this idea of a collaborative space where you can buy zines and you can take little pictures of yourselves and you can shoot the shit play cool music maybe DJ in the corner have some drinks right you have to always kind of find new ways to make those spaces make sense in the new in the new era but still big up them for putting it out there because I'm sure the kids are connecting with it and loving it let's see now Bone Soda's latest creation with the Solomon has been unveiled to to support the foot while this graphic web graphic represents the support of the community really bone lace creation from solomon has been unveiled to support the foot while wow, this web graphic presents represents support for the community y'all uh, hypebeast writers need to be fucking they need to be arrested and thrown in jail additionally the shoe is an is an ergonomic approach to living life in color what's ergonomic about this like i guess technically all shoes are ergonomic but come on bro um designed with a full grain and leather upper the shoe has been crafted provided long wear and durability while the agile chassis um tm skeleton gives further stability so basically that tm skeleton thing is kind of what's that word what was that nike thing called with the fucking strings it's sort of like their copy of that in it that technology because I remember Nike had this technology where it was like um, these sort of web things or whatever that was on the... It kind of worked really well. I remember I had a couple of running shoes that had a sort of thing. I remember it was undercover running shoes, that kind of Gaiusku line. And they had this weird web design on these sides where... Essentially, once you put your laces through the lace hoops and you tie them, the, the idea was that those little web designs had a bit of give in them so that they would kind of, you know, um, collapse your foot a little bit tighter on the outside so that they wouldn't move around too much. So I guess these free A type letters are the same sort of idea where they have some sort of binding in there. Or some sort of support Or some sort of web system Where when you pull them On the lace tabs They sort of like tighten on the outside Maybe But it seems very Nike I wonder if Nike Are okay with them Copying that technology But let's see The Scentsy fit TM Is used to cradle the foot From the out Midsole And with the lace system See that's what I said Already there um, Offering a secure snug And virtually customized fit You can find a close look at the skeleton available And it's going to be available On November 16th So they've already dropped they probably already Sold out anyway Let's actually double check Fucking um, What's it called Let's actually see if they're available on stockx so because they might have actually already been sold out but let's see what stockx is saying about them let's see uh bone soda new balance xt was it xt6 right let's see we've got the we've got the slide on here but it doesn't seem like they see have the xt6s even though it says on november 16th what day is it now is that why I'm bugging out oh it's a seven yeah okay so there was have drops already so why aren't they listed on here did they release already and no one's got a pair yet to resell probably maybe that might be the case but you've got the slide here that's already going for let's see how much the slide's going for in terms of resell let me get up on the screen there so you can see with me so we've got the um salomon rx slide that was also a collaboration with bone soda the 3.0 if that's how bad the 3.0 looks i'd hate to see what the 2.0 looks like because honestly i hate sneaker slide type of things. Like, they look fucking awful personally for me that actually look better as a sneaker because it's got that nice little sock neoprene design here but as a slide no thank you i don't want to slide like that i actually don't want a slide that spits that snugly actually i want my slide to be loose and you know have my feet kind of you know i want that kind of sound where my feet are kind of getting clapped you know <laughs> that's what i want i don't want these fucking snug slipper neon pre neoprene type fucking gizmos on my toes give me something to slap on Okay, so far we don't have the StockX one. All right, fair enough. I'm waiting for the price on these to see what the price is. It's not telling me. Unfortunately, my computer is loading like an absolute snail. But yeah, we don't have the other Solomon shoes. They're not actually listed on here, to be honest let's see if we can kind of get them up on here but let's see if we can get them up on the search let's see what we can find here because i'm surprised that these aren't available to purchase right now actually especially on StockX. I thought they'd have them already available once they've already dropped on the 17th but i guess maybe i was the one that was incorrect and in the know and wasn't in the know maybe it was me maybe it was me yeah so far only one shoe there from solomon okay fair play well i guess you have to check them out when they do release in general but so far I have no inkling as to when they're going to drop or if they're available to purchase right now. It doesn't actually seem like that's the case. Um, We don't actually see them anywhere here. Okay, let's see here. Um, Let's see what Soul Retriever says in terms of location, whether you can fucking drop or whether they're available to purchase. Maybe they're not even available on resale sites because no one actually went to resell them. Okay, they're available to release to buy now. Was it released once? One site released already on Solomon in the United States and nowhere else. So you can buy them now and go and slam, your Slam Jam are selling them, okay, cool. For how much? 165, 145, damn, son. They are not cheap, are they? 145, oh no, they're 160 actually, even more expensive. Damn, bone soda, (coughs) XT6 Expanse. Vanilla, okay, it's a vanilla ice, the color. I thought it was like an ivory. It's more vanilla ice and the purple or the pink is more of a pastel lilac. To be fair, they look really good here. That product shot, I think, the lookbook images don't actually do them justice. I'm going to be honest. The look- lookbook images kind of dust them out. But these product shots from Slam Jam, they make them look far better. They look really hard. I actually love that whole entire black midsole, especially with the shiny plastic, Um, you know, what's that, what's that technology called? ACS counter thing on the back. That looks really cool. I'm not going to lie. These look really nice. I'll, I'll actually wear these in a heartbeat. They look really cool. Oh, and the back heel tabby thing, if I'm not mistaken, is that sort of like a... What's that material? There is that like a suede, different nubucky suede. You know, I'm a sucker for nubuck and suede, but that that I like how it's kind of dyed a little bit here on the outside. So, because I'm assuming once you wear these out especially if it's different materials you have a different type of um wear and tear and aging and whatnot and dying on certain parts similar to how the tom Sachs shoes were where they'll purposely per- pick up dirt and age in different ways so you have these different tones and shit going on there i really like these man these look really really fucking cool and you've got a nice little bone soda hit on the tongue there as well yeah these are really nice these are one of my favorite new bands i've seen in a while to be fair very very well done so big up them you can purchase them if you want Have have actually got them on my side still here uh email went back and stuff. okay cool all sold out my size all gone as well <laughs> they're fucking cunts but yeah big up them absolutely love them um can't wait to see what else they put out in the future moving on from that we have this really cool feature update as well courtesy of over and under regarding little yachties air force one so if you remember there was a episode of what was it i forgot what episode what show it was i'm gonna say it was a random show of one of those like Sneaker store somewhere in America where American rappers go and buy like expensive shoes and shit, right? Um, one of those kind of resale stores, and they had like a little interview with him. Yeah, he was, he was walking around looking at stuff to buy and whatnot. And I think he mentioned in the interview, let it slip that he's got a collaboration with Nike coming up, and. Uh, I was curious Because he's in a bit Of a different phase In terms of his style He's trying new things out He's experimenting With his shoes a bit more And he's kind of Got his own little style Thing going on At the moment So I was curious to see Would he decide to go For like an, a legendary Sort of shoe model Or would he try And do the Cactus plant flea market thing Because I think He's poss- He's capable of doing that The lane that he's in now How he's kind of You know The kind of frequencies vib- He's on now In terms of creativity And his inspirations And his looks overall I feel like he could Easily decide to go. You know what? I'm gonna go the cactus plant flea market way instead of just doing the bait model. I'm gonna go and put out my own shoe similar to the flea too, and just see what that does. I thought that was what he's gonna do. Like he just make his own model from the ground up, maybe using the base of a sneaker that already exists, but kind of fleshing it or kind of you know adorning it with things to make it look a bit different. But he hasn't he's actually gone the opposite way and decided to go into the archive and do a collaboration with obviously one of my favorite sneaker models of all time when it comes to nike models um my kind of top five i always say are the jordan fours the air trainer ones the air max 90s um the air force one and i guess my last option would be the hirachi the original ellie those would be my probably my favorite nike models of all time but the air force one is definitely up there especially the low i think the low is by far one of the best nike models ever i think that the panel design is far you know that particular model and the shape is exceeds anything a dunk could do i've always been surprised why dunks seem to be more popular nowadays with the current trends in air force ones considering the amount of options you can get on air force ones considering the looks considering the versatility the shape you know the extra bit of height it gives you the sturdiness everything about it looks fucking sick but one thing i do love about this Yachty collaboration with nike for the air force one is how simple it's been done. The execution is what really impresses me because it seems like he's a real sneakerhead because this looks like an inspiration that he would have maybe got from some of the older Nike collaborations from like maybe the late 90s heading into the early 2000s, especially some of the code.jP JP ones because I feel like the code.jp JP ones are Japan exclusives. What they did in terms of colorways is that they even went super crazy hard like the 3M Snake, for instance. All right? I've, still got, I've still got one of these in my collections. Watch, I'll show you what this one, my favorite one, right? Um, 3M Snake right? And it's the Code.jp one specifically because it came out as a retro but I, that's not the one I have. I had the actually original one, right? And it's fucking beautiful and I think I purchased them from like a random store somewhere that didn't even know what they fucking had in their fucking, you know, list of things. But, this Code.jp JP Nike, um, the code, you know, Japan exclusive one. This is, what, this is how I feel like the difference in terms of like great Air Force One designs. You go either crazy like these and you have like a, a, black, and, a black and silver model where it's basically got black and it's got silver bits here I made in 3M with a snakeskin swoosh, like done in incredible premium materials. Just an absolutely beautiful fucking shoe. You do it like this or you do something really, really subtle, like the recent ones, which I really liked, which were the Kif the kiff air force one right i think it was a kiff one and they were like an exclusive i think they were like a one that um there was a very stereo it's a very simple one that he did one of my favourite models of of recent years actually collaboration wise Um, so big up Ronnie Faye for doing these where it's basically an all white upper um, the swoosh has been made with like the the, it's got the Paris sort of like colours on the tiny shoes in the front similar to uh, the back in the day air Air maxes you've got a nice um, pattern on the swoosh you've got a blue lining but essentially just a classic Air Force 1 so I've always felt like if you're going to do a fucking Air Force it's either go really crazy or go classic in terms of the color combos another really crazy one will be the undefeated from recent years right in terms of all the different fucking paint and colors on them so that's how i feel like air force one should be done either you go really crazy or you go really simple but nothing in between and that's why i feel like the little yati collaborations that he kind of put out recently are maybe some of the best i've seen in a while because he's just gone the really classic way by just having a nice clean white upper nothing too crazy with this nice bit of like I guess it's like a dark navy, instead of like a black. So it's got line, dark navy on the lining on the inside and on the outside, oh, and then it's got the concrete, um, his new music label and collective logo here on the outside, on the pale tab on the heel section, sorry. It looks like it's been stitched as well. So it does look like a screen, which might be a really good detail. And it looks like on the back heel type it's also got a different logo there as well, which looks really cool. Um, so yeah, for me, these are great. You've also got a nice wrapping bit of paper on the inside with the concrete logo. And you've got the the logo, the kind of slogan that they have, it's us, written on the underneath as well. Um, I like that the concrete boys logo kind of looks like a little bit No Limit soldierish. It's got that same type of like, illustration or artwork design right is that or is it just me i always felt like that logo has really good no limit um logo no limit records right logo it's got that great kind of like almost amateurish simple sort of design to it right in terms of the the kind of illustration it kind of reminds me a little bit of that Maybe that's where the fucking inspiration for the logo came from, but I really like the kind of No Limit-esque kind of a vibe behind the logo itself, no? Don't you like it? I think that looks really, really sick. So big up little Yai for those. Let's see some more pictures of them, actually. So again, mostly an all-white Air Force One, um, I'm, I'm considering. I would imagine the upper material is probably made of really nice premium leather, so that obviously gives it a nice little bit of a panache or whatever it is on the up on the upper there. Um, and again, for me, classic colorway that is going to be super versatile to wear it many, 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 many things. Um, I loved, I love the I, I just loved this combo, all white with the. Because I remember in the past there was a collection that they did previously where it was basically this. It had like different. The same outsole with the same insole kind of colorway. So all white, the outsole will be red inside will be red like these type of flips and they would look really cool so maybe that's where the inspiration of it come from or maybe there's another is it like an air force one mid that same cut, I forgot which one it is but anyway regardless really really sick um you see yeah they're also wearing them with these current kind of style that he has going on where he wears these really big aggressive pants this must be like a size 39 or something it's probably a 32 way so they look so it gives you an idea on what the fucking style of them and what he's trying to go for um you can kind of see some of the references in terms of the years and stuff this is basically an outfit that you would, imagine people would wearing the fucking 90s and 80s and stuff that's the kind of vibe everyone's going for and the shoes actually match what he's going for in terms of vibe I also like that vintage pinstripe um, what's call it pinstripe hat on he's got and actually that's really cool too but the shoes themselves look really great no idea on when they're meant to release um, his collaborator for his podcast Mitch has a really cool little funny competition going on at the moment where he's um, auctioning off or raffling off or giving away a pair of concrete boys Air Force 1s for the person who can send in the picture of the best BBL and people are just sending floods of pictures of girls and stuff online and shit who they think have the best BBL and he's going to judge and give the shoes away allegedly next year, Halloween or something, which is funny. But yeah, um, I love them, they look really cool. I would instantly buy these, these are definitely within my lane. Air Force Ones are like my favourite Nike model, um, top five for sure, and these look really great. I love them, they look really, really fantastic. So big up Louis yeah great collab. And again, I'm surprised because I honestly thought he was gonna go the cactus plant flea market way or the fear of God way and just design his own shoe from the ground up but the fact that he's taken a classic air force one and did this is fucking sick and to be fair it's good too because it matches his style um if you would have done a mid or a high it would have made sense because he likes to wear these big baggy pants and i feel like to me um air force one's lows are the best when they worn with big baggy pants i think air force ones um air force one mids and fucking um Highs are probably done best When they're worn with fucking yeah, AKA skinny jeans So you can get the whole look of the shoe So you don't have to cover Cover them with pants and shit But I feel like if you're in big pants And they cover most of the shoe Definitely go for the low Definitely go for the low So I'm definitely a fan of them And can't wait for them to officially come out When they do come out I'm hoping that this is not a family and friends pair I'm hoping this is the pair that hits retail And we're not going go to we're not gonna get a regular pair That doesn't have the logo Or all this sort of nonsense like Just bring these out to the public Let the public buy these also please That will be great and I'm assuming. Oh, actually, I saw on the on the tongue label too. It says it's us. I didn't see that before. That's really cool too. I uh, got a feeling too there'll be some merch associated with this. So maybe the merch is that hat as well. Maybe the merch is that hat, or maybe it's this um, jumper with this old with this old logo. It's a crew neck jumper too. So it's not even done with wrangling sleeves. So it's nice little boxy eighties type of shape in the mall grey. So maybe this is all part of the collection as well. Maybe everything he's wearing. Maybe even the pants as well. Maybe the pants are all part of it. You never know. So let's wait and see what happens because this looks like a Nike offices too. That might even be his house. I'm not really sure. But regardless, um, I'm curious to see what happens when they officially do drop because I will definitely be purchasing a pair. I will definitely, definitely be purchasing a pair. So I cannot wait for them to officially drop. Cannot wait till they officially drop. Um, continuing on with Little yay news, this is a little bit more of an of a, uh, you know, a bit underwhelming news, to be honest. Um, there was n- recent... Lee came out i think it was free via tremaine about a um, denim tears and cactus plant flea market levi's collab um and it was called a giant red tab and i think the idea behind it was to take the classic you know jeans that levi's make and the jean jacket and where the little red label is just basically make it super big right exaggerated kind of thing enlarge it kind of play with the dimensions make it a bit fun and i thought the technically the idea made sense or whatever maybe, and I think the other thing was always to take the stitching and do the same thing. So wherever the yellow stitching was, you'd make that really enlarge so that it kind of covered most of the fucking jean jacket and the pants. And I guess the idea behind it was cool, but I don't really think I like the execution. According to these pictures of Yate that is been shown, where he's sort of like modelling some of the pictures, right? And I think they're gonna drop today. No, they're going to drop, I think, on a, on Saturday, actually. So maybe we'll get a picture, official pictures of them better. But so far, they don't look that great. So you've got a regular pair of, I guess, 501s or whatever shape that he's got with a gem jacket. And then you've got the massive label on the side. But I don't know if the execution is what I was thinking. Um, obviously, you see some of the big things here. So where you'd have the little tab on the inside of the pants will be there they kind of made it a bit bigger so it kind of extends across extends basically across the whole length of the back pocket even bigger Levi's written there and then you've got plant written down the inside too and I guess maybe you're gonna have tears on the other side so maybe it'd be Levi's tears plant Levi's kind of going on there um and yeah they just don't look as good as I thought they would look personally regular shaped Levi's just a big pull tab in the same sort of color I guess makes some sense but I just thought they'd look a little bit cooler than that I'm not really sure what I was, what I was hoping for but I guess it's not that that's the only thing that's a bit disappointing they don't really look as great as I would thought they would look and there's also pull tabs in random places there's one on the arm underneath the arm there's one on the inside here where meant to, where you meant to button it up and stuff so I'm not really sure what's going on there In terms of that, I think it's just to be fun, just to kind of poke fun at it and not really take it too seriously. Maybe that's the whole point of them. But I don't know. They're not really that great to me. They're kind of a bit of a disappointment in terms of the look and how they basically um are made to be it's not really the best personally i'm not really i'm a bit underwhelmed to be fair that's basically what i want to say they're a little bit underwhelming so that's a little bit of a concern but i guess these are coming out soon so you'll be able to see them you know better in more detail And if you want to purchase a pair you can they're going to be available from the 18th and 19th on the denim tier site when they eventually do drop when they eventually do drop Anyway, that has been the Exxon's Show episode number seven to something. What was it? I think it's seven five. Thank you for tuning in. If it's the first time tuning in, you know what to do. Smash the like button down below. That would be greatly appreciated. Underneath my voice, you will be hearing my tune today. You can just leave that details of that in the description. Links to all of my social description. Links to the story I was talking about in the description. Links to the Patreon description and all that good stuff. And I'll see you guys again very, very soon. Take care for now, people. Peace.